This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Hello. Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And we are thrilled to have a very special guest with us on this episode. We've got the one and only Kelly Molson in the house. Everyone say <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> we could sound more excited, couldn't we? Yeah, no, I think it's just me who's excited, but it's, I've got a fellow property sister in the house, and um, instead of me uh, going around the houses, pardon the pun, and introducing you, I am going to hand over to you, Kelly, to tell us who you are and what you do. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast to start with. I'm, I'm very excited to see you and speak to you all. Um, So yeah, I'm Kelly and I'm one half of Ava Lily Property, um, which is a, I'm going to call it a Corona company because it's only been founded. It was actually founded in March. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's, so we do have, so Lee and I do have um, a small buy to let property portfolio, but property's always been kind of, it's taken a bit of a backseat. It's always been something that we thought, oh, well, we'll, you know, we'll do more of that when we've got a bit more time or, you know, when we want to focus on it. And um, actually, Corona, in a, in a slightly weird way, gifted us a huge amount of time because although I run um, a digital agency and I've been ridiculously busy the whole way through it, Lee is a wedding photographer. <laughs> and so, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, Corona kind of screwed that up slightly. He's yeah. normally in Italy or, you know, in Europe or over the world shooting weddings right now. And um, he's not he's sitting behind me at his desk <laughs> and, <laughs> and so you know it kind of we we'd been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and there was a there's a few different reasons for us wanting to set it up um but yeah corona gave us actually that that kind of gift of time to say right well now is this massive opportunity lee has got all this time on his hands and that's what we'll do so like i said we've got a couple of buy to let properties but now we are looking to expand our portfolio and we're actually looking to um, take on our first HMO, which is completely new. And I'm saying we have buy to properties as well, but I, it's the royal we because I have taken very much a back seat in property up until now. <laughs> so my learning curve is like really steep. Um, but it is, it's really exciting. So at the moment, I, um, I've been running a, well, I've co-founded a digital agency um, when I was 25. And so I've been- So running- only what, two years ago? Oh, you're so kind, <laughs> <laughs> but deluded. <laughs> Just being polite. Oh, you're no, eighteen. What are you after? Years. Oh gosh, been like the longer. I, thing is, I never had a job longer than two years before I set it up. I was always wow. kind of like, oh, I'll do this for a couple of years and I'll move on, and then I'll do something else, and then yeah, eighteen years doing the same thing is it's amazing. It's a great agency. We build. Um, really complex websites for national visitor attractions and global drinks brands, you know, so Corona has been, you know, very 50, 50, but you know, that's what I do during the day. And, um, it's been really intense actually, you know, digital has been 
people have needed to make lots of transitions in their business and lots of shifts and digital has been where they've looked for it. So, you know, we've been lucky in that sense that we've been super busy, but it's meant that I am kind of catching up on property in the evenings and weekends and trying to, you know, educate myself and meet and talk to as many people as possible. So, which I guess all of you have done at some point as well. So, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, that's where we're at. So we're kind of five months into Ava Lily property. Um, and really, really enjoying it, actually. It's, we found the, the kind of property community on Instagram to be really supportive. Oh, and it, isn't it? It's so, it's, so it's really nice. refreshing because it's kind of, it hasn't really been like that in my industry until these last few years. It was always so competitive. You know, no other agency would speak to you about what they were doing or, you know, what, how they could help you. And we, all we've found is that people are just willing to share their knowledge and talk to us and and just get to know us and it's been just so it's just been so lovely it's positive isn't it i I think that's um i didn't expect that and the way i sort of got introduced to the instagram community was through uh, the property jam podcast and setting up that account and then just being integrated in a world where people just got behind you shared ideas showed love you know you know just signposting people to other people and you know, celebrating wins and, you know, all this positivity. It's, uh, I think it's quite exceptional as an industry, actually. Yeah, it does, it does feel it. And it, it's funny, I've spoken to a couple of other people that are like relatively new in their, they're, they're kind of in the same place as us in their property. I hate that word journey. It makes me want to, uh, you know, yeah. that property adventure, I'm going to call it. Um, and they, they all say in exactly the same things, you know, that, that they're just, uh, quite just refreshingly you know surprised that people are so willing to support them and kind of raise them up so it feels like a really good place to be to the extent where someone uh, quite often have the question when people are reaching out to us saying um so you know why are you helping us you know why you know, what's in it for you what's what's the um what's the benefit you know why are you doing this or what's the catch um, yeah. what's the catch so i think we do get a lot of that and um yeah, you kind of have to dispel a few myths, I think, for for people. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I'm interested in the name of your Instagram account. Where did that come from? Yeah, so it is. It's a bit of a tough one. I mean, it's not tough for us to speak about because it's something that we've we've lived through. But it is. It might be a bit tough for the for the audience to listen to. But um, Lee and I have been trying for a family for. It, it's coming up for eight years now, um, and we've had you know, lots of losses, miscarriage, um, multiple rounds of IVF. And three years ago, we had a successful round of IVF, but unfortunately, um, our twin girls were still born at 18 weeks and Ava and Lily are our are our girls and so when we were setting up the company it it is all it's it had always been in our mind that we wanted to do something that would kind of be a legacy for them you know that so their their memory and their like them are, are not forgotten in some way and so this seemed like the right thing to do and it's you know we are very open about the things that we've been through we 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 don't want anybody to to go through what we have and feel as lonely as and isolated as we did at the time. You know, it is a, it's a till birth is a really taboo subject. So is IVF still, so is miscarriage still. Yeah. And I think the more that we can talk about it and normalize it, especially in, in what would normally be like a work setting. Um, I think that's a really positive thing to do. And we've had so many people, you know, when we, when we 
kind of put out there what the what the company name meant we've had so many messages from people you know supporting us but also like sharing stories of things that they've been through as well and and how difficult they found it to talk to people about it so it is it's weird though you know lee um he, we rang up and inquired about a property and um, the estate agent said oh ava lily are they your are they, are they your they're they your kids and he was like yeah oh, God. and then but then it's like so you actually maybe you're going to make them feel a tiny little bit uncomfortable but actually it's a good thing to say it because then maybe people won't always make that assumption about stuff you know so I don't know I'm all about having those difficult conversations really and and good on you for putting that at the heart of your business as well I mean that's not an easy thing to do because I guess in some ways that must be quite a challenging reminder but also I suppose in many ways it's why you're doing it because you're honoring their memory yeah, so definitely. yeah good on you yeah it's it's with us all the time so it's yeah. not like naming a company isn't going to make any difference to the way that we feel emotionally about about what's happened to us but um if anything you know I can I've got my vision board stuck up in front of me and and you know they're on it and the family's on it and then I can look at that and feel really positive about what we're doing because of that reason oh good on you no that's fabulous and mm. um, you know yeah much respect to both of you that's awesome yeah. absolutely awesome and sorry that you had to go through it that really is I can't Thank even you. imagine bless you. you yeah but I suppose actually that leads on to you know what the human side of property does mean to you because it sounds like you've gone through an incredibly human experience in your life so what does the human side of property mean to Kelly Molson? Yeah uh, do you know what I've been thinking about this over the last few weeks and I think uh, I was going to talk a little bit about the girls and our meaning behind it but we've already kind of covered that and, and I something's happened recently that has really it's been quite shocking actually so on on Saturday we went out to look at um, a few existing HMOs in our investment area. And I, I, genuinely, we, we came away from that day absolutely shell-shocked at the, the standard that people were living in. And I can, I, honestly, we got home on Saturday and I think the two of us were just, just felt like we'd just been whacked in the face with a frying pan, you know? It was just that kind of shock of seeing how people were living. So I think for us, you know, the human side of property is just giving a shit about the people that live in your homes. You know, you have got a, a you know, you've got a, a duty of care to your tenants and you should care about how they live. You should have care and compassion for what they need, what their requirements are, you know, how they feel when they're in your property. You know, some of the rooms that we saw at the weekend, you know, we'd seen photos in advance. So we knew that the properties were very much on that kind of vanilla beige scale of, you know, standard but it didn't you know you couldn't really get a feel for what that place smelt like or what that place you know the mold that was on on the on the ceilings you know the dirt I mean they were filthy they were there was a a woman and a child living in squalor in one of these places and I I don't know how I didn't burst into tears in that place Mm -hmm. and I think that for me is what the human side of property is all about it's just it's about giving a shit and but you know that's how we feel about our clients in our agency and and i think if you've got really kind of strong morals and you care about people deeply that's how you should be you know it shouldn't be just about i've got to follow these standards you should care about the people that live in your house you're going to select them they you you're creating a home for them um so yeah really brought it home i think I knew that, that, that we were going to see properties like this. I knew we were going to see people living in, in really poor standards. But I think where we're in, you know, our, our kind of, I've just watched a bit, B-Space just summed this up, you know, 
so brilliantly but we are in a bit of an instagram bubble where we are seeing beautiful yeah. created home you know hmos all the time you know may green are, are our mentors um the the standard of what they supply for for their tenants is just incredible and that's what we see so that's kind of what we expect everybody to be producing or it's what we're, we're hoping everyone's you know the, the, the level that they're aiming to produce and it's so far from that mm-hmm. and it was really yeah really shocking I'm sure that you've all seen some some terrible things yeah it, it is it always still surprises me no matter how often I do it when we go out on a day's viewing or whatever to see how people live um, or, ex- or are, are expected to live in rental properties it's just like landlords or some landlords sorry just don't give a shit <laughs> so it just it just baffles me um, how they can do that um, even speaking to a good friend of mine over the weekend um, and her and her husband went to Brighton or her husband went to Brighton to stay with some friends who live in a rental property. Um, and the landlord wouldn't even put in an electric shower for them. Oh. It was so blasé. It's like, well, if you don't want to live here, somebody else will. So, you know, like it or lump it, this is what you've got. You've got a property which was maybe renovated last back in the 1970s or 1980s. And this is what you're going to live with, like it or lump it. Stretchy. So it's just that attitude. It's just, it surprises me that there are still people who will rent their properties to people, to tenants or their customers that are in that condition. It's, yeah, amazing. it's the old way of doing stuff. I think there's, there is a shift into a new way, a new wave mm. of, of landlords and um, I, I, which, which I think we're kind of in. And um, but I only think it's been the last maybe three or four years that there has been a shift um, towards thing, you know, property being something which is good quality, high quality, um, and um, you know, a move towards customer focus. And as you say, I think this, the, the market is, um, yeah, we are in a bubble, you know, we're chatting to people that are doing amazing stuff, but um, there's only so much that they can do. Um, and the majority of the market still is shit. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of work needed to be done there. <laughs> So much, yeah, so much. So, yeah, sorry, go on, Kelly. Sorry, I've got just even down to kind of our own personal experience with renting. We we moved into the house we were in last year and we lost out on a house that we were buying. So, we had this kind of period where we needed to rent somewhere in the town that we were moving to. And we've got two dogs. There were 30 properties that we could potentially have rented but only one that would let us have our two dogs in this in this rental property and I can remember Lee like Lee was the first person at the house and he called me and he was like yeah I just need to warn you a little bit about the kitchen when you get here and there was you know it it was the only property that we could rent but the kitchen was just the cupboards were full of mold Um, you could smell it when you walked in you know he was ill for about three weeks and I'm sure it was was that you know his body getting used to this stuff that was now he was inhaling in and you know it's any anybody can experience a period where they they want to rent or they have to rent and you shouldn't have to live in you shouldn't have to live with it like that at all it's Mm. it's not just HMOs no not at all no so um moving on to a question I believe that you had prepared for us so yeah over to you so as a I'm gonna as a relative newbie to property I want to know what is the biggest rookie mistake the three of you have made so that I can avoid it oh good question (laughs) that's a great question 
Rookie mistake. Mm. Well, there are a couple of things pop into my head, but I think uh, yeah. one of the things that I did uh, quite early on was put too much trust in builders and work people on site. Um, so assuming that because they've been given an instruction to turn a three-bedroom house into a five-bed HMO or whatever it might be at the time, you just would assume that they would do the job. Um, but I say uh, to assume is to make an ass of you and me. Um, so uh, it was uh, that, that was probably the, the biggest rookie mistake was not being on top of it and not going regularly enough to the site to make sure that everything that they were supposed to be doing was actually being done. Um, so it costs an awful lot of money then to have to backtrack and time to redo stuff. So yeah, keep an eye on refurbishments and make sure that the build team are doing what you've asked them to do uh, and what is compliant, especially when you're looking at HMOs. Good mm, yeah. no, I'd agree with that. The, um, the team is, is the most important thing because it sounds like you're not investing. Are you investing close to home or far away? We're about an hour and a half away. So it's not, it's not too far. It's, it's quite That's manageable for us. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, yeah, we, um, it, even when I was close to our investment area, um, you know, assuming that, as Nile said, that the builder um, knows what they're talking about all the time. Um, so it takes time to build up relationships with, with good contractors and good contractors aren't, there's very f there's few of them um, that can do HMOs well, that get HMOs. Um, and um, so, yeah, just, just not to repeat Niall's point, but um, yeah, I think really sense checking your team and um, getting recommendations for, for those contractors, uh, but being on site, something that Niall said to me um, was it last week, because um, I've, I've got projects, we've got a project up in um, the Northwest and uh, we have a project manager that deals with it. And uh, the project manager should have the same level of respect from the from the builder as the client, but I don't think they do. So right. when you turn up as the client, even if you've got a project manager, there's a different um, feeling on site. Mm. So go as often as you can. Um, so if it's an hour and a half away, at least every two weeks, um, if not every week, so that, so that one of so you're on site um, to ensure. Yeah, they're doing even if you don't know what they're supposed to be doing um that you can um, <laughs> which is likely that's what it. <laughs> yeah but that's, but but that's fine they don't need to know that <laughs> but no but they don't need to know that, know that at all um so yeah but that, i'm just reiterating what nile said um rookie mistake the other rookie mistake that um this was a mistake that i made um was to pay a builder um at a request of change of bank details. Right. So um, um, we had, uh, well, either us or the builder had their emails hacked and we oh. were sent an invoice from the contractor um, for the amount that was expected. Um, at the time it was expected. And um, essentially this was a chasing email, chasing the invoice. So um, we, um, we had, we had this email through and, and I paid it using uh, the bank details that, which were on the invoice, uh, which were different to the other bank details that we paid before. And I just assumed that they had changed their bank because that happens. Businesses change yeah. banking all the time. Um, and uh, yeah, I paid it on the Thursday, on the Friday, I got frantic phone calls from the builder saying, oh, we need the money to you know, pay wages and pay, pay off our accounts. And I was like, well, I sent it last night. And I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah. 
we rang up the bank and um, yeah, it had gone to a random account. So we, we stopped, well, we reported it and then it was with the bank to say whether uh, the money could be recouped or not. Uh, it took about how many weeks, Niall? Four? I think it was weeks? about, five? I think it was about five or six weeks, yeah. Yeah, about five or six weeks. So um, within two weeks, we found out that uh, not all the money was at the other end. They said that some of it was there. Some of it had been um, frozen, but they couldn't say how much because they don't know how much until the other bank sent the money back. Right. Um, and then they sent the money back and it was all there, minus 22 quid, I think it was. Yeah, something oh, random like that. A relief. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, so it was a lot of relief. But in the meantime, we had to find other monies to pay the builders and you know, all of this. Um, so uh, as a, a rookie mistake, as in um, double-checking payments, whenever we have a large payment to make, we always um, will get a second confirmation, especially if it's a new payee, we'll get a second confirmation either over the phone uh, or via WhatsApp or you know, just two different sources, so not just from... Uh, an email address because it is very easy to spoof an email address and very easy to hack hack it and um, clever people out there they, there was no nothing wrong with the english and the email uh, the invoice was identical they literally just photoshopped the bank details mm-hmm. uh, it was a very clever you know um, very clever con really mm. wow thank you for sharing gosh i can i can imagine how stressful that was yeah, yes, <laughs> and I was very, I was very relieved, very, very relieved at the end. That, a lot uh, of money. The, the money came back because yeah, I can, uh, I can yeah. still remember like the, the the day we found out that it was coming back. It's just like just this weight had just uh. been lifted off your shoulders. No, I remember when I found out about it because I was I was in Brighton. I was in Brighton at the time, and I was um I was down watching a show, and I remember you told me about it, and I was just about to make a similar payment. It's about eleven thousand pounds to a builder, and I went completely on the para. Like I'm phoning him, going, "Is this your sort code? Is this your account number? Is this?" <laughs> Like, just tell me again. again. Literally, I, I, I've never heard anything like that before. I mean, that is mm. a very sophisticated scam, isn't it? The mm. fact they went to that extent, it was quite, yeah, put the wind up me, that. What yeah. would I say? What's my, what would I say my rookie mistake was? I think it's just talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> what, you? No. <laughs> it was. When I was viewing property, I would literally... I think I gave the estate agents too much fodder for them to make judgments on me because I think in my head, I had this anxiety in the back of my mind that I was new to this. And so it would come out in my language, you know? So I learned fairly quickly after maybe the first sort of 20 or so viewings that the estate agents weren't taking me seriously because I was almost overcompensating with my naivety, you know, saying, Oh, I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) You know, and they're like, well, you know, I'm not going to recommend you purchase this because I'm, I'm representing the vendor. And if this isn't a secure sale because you've never done a buy to let before. So I think what I learned early doors is kind of fake it till you make it. So go in with a really clear script and make it very, let them do all the talking. So ask questions as opposed to divulge information about yourself and your status and <laughs> the fact that you are new to it, you know, cause it doesn't confidence build them. Yeah. Same is true with your building team, you know? So, um, if you're doing a project and you know certainly when now that you're moving into hmos they they don't need to know that you haven't done that before and it kind of links back to what matt just said about you know having the confidence on site just to be able to even if you don't know (laughs) you know like it, it doesn't matter you have to retain that level of control and and 
accountability and you have to give them confidence that you are in charge. And I think in the early days, that was something that I didn't do. I was, I didn't play, I, I played on that. I'm new at this kind of thing and that doesn't yeah. work. So fake it till you make it. Yeah. Okay. That's good advice. It's hard though, isn't it? You know, when you don't, you don't know something, I think um, it's quite a, you know, <laughs> clearly an oversharer. I'm quite happy, you know, to talk about things that I don't know and things that I need to learn. So yeah, mm. it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a weird learning even, curve even, for me. even still, because I, after lockdown, like my first day back out on site, I had, I felt a, a huge amount of imposter syndrome when I was on site that very first day. Mm. I was so stressed and anxious after the site visit. I, did, I felt like I knew nothing. I felt like all the questions that the builders had asked, I'd fucked the whole thing up and I couldn't answer them properly and it's just like I came away thinking my god have I lost everything that I've ever learned but then actually on the second and the third and the fourth visits back after that I was like okay it's, it's okay <laughs> I, 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 I do know what I'm talking about it's fine <laughs> just chill out it's okay <laughs> yeah I love it oh thank you all for sharing yeah I think I really we're talking you can talk yourself into something and then very quickly talk, talk yourself out of it again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, oversharing is sometimes, yeah, something not to do. Don't overshare. <laughs> Noted. Act, act <laughs> as if. That's the thing. Act as if. Act as if. Yeah. Act as yeah. If. I mean, yeah, I'm not a big fan of fake it till you make it, but it's that kind of just carry yourself with confidence. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just mm. go in there and own it. And then if you put people at ease by doing so, actually. And, yeah, that's um, true. You know, you're yeah. like, you're, that whole self-deprecating, you know, we don't need that. You know, there's Just, a place for that on, you know, stand-up comedy, but not, not dealing with an estate agent, you know. Yeah, just you just be yourself you don't have yeah. to pretend to be something else or more knowledgeable than what you are or less knowledgeable than what you are you're just you right just be me thank just you. Be you just do thanks, you kelly just do you. thanks team <laughs> <laughs> and we're back here next week for the next pep talk <laughs> it's like therapy it's you guys amazing. do therapy I mean, property therapy it's like the next thing for you that'll be the next string to the bow yeah well, property jam couch it'll be a red couch yes. that people just lie on and just discuss their property woes yeah you don't pour jam into their mouths yeah. <laughs> we're spoon feeding They're them decadent. literally yeah <laughs> just a spoonful of jam but yeah. yes yes a spoonful of jam yeah have we i don't think we've asked the, the question yet though have we we have have we yeah yeah we talked about giving a shit yeah oh yeah we did sorry which by did the way have? is going in the socials i love that <laughs> That's so true. It's like when Jess Leader came on and she's like, my whole life philosophy is just don't be a dick. And you know, when you're not ready for oh. someone to say it. And I was like, that's a great philosophy. And you're like, you know, just give a shit. Yes. This all just, makes sense. Just give a shit. Just it's not hard. Shit. Don't be a dick and give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so like me, and, me and Jess should get together. <laughs> there's, a bit, there's a JV happening there. It's just, it's bubbling away, ready to, ready to go. But it's that's true. Just, isn't it? The asterisk all over your social media account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think it's probably time for a bit of episode roulette. Um, so um, I'm going to scroll through the previous episodes of Property Jam and then when, uh, well, when you feel the urge, say stop. And then I'm going to ask you your opinion on something that we talked about uh, okay. previously. So I am now scrolling. Stop. Okay, episode 14. Oh, no. <laughs> no. 
Happy New Year. What is your take on New Year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's talk. Well, let's talk about resolutions then, because okay. because I I'm not a big believer in resolutions. No way. Because they're just you just break them, don't you? And then it's just painful. And January is a oh my god, January is the most miserable month ever. So why would you? set a resolution where you're going to go I'm going to go to the gym 400 times this month and I'm not going to drink and I'm going to not eat any cheese you know like god (laughs) January is my birthday month as well and everyone's miserable nobody wants to do anything no one's got any money so no I'm not for resolutions especially not if they involve gym or not eating or drinking certain things in January so that's my new year's take that's pretty much exactly eat drink and be merry yeah. <laughs> absolutely continue because the weather's crap Christmas. anyway right like the weather is so awful everyone's got like the post christmas blues everyone's carrying a bit more weight and then what you want to do is just impose restriction on all of that sadness it's like it's why would time. you do that to yourself it's yeah. like not time do it in no. do it in march when yeah. this, when it starts to get lighter if you want to lose a yeah. bit of excess weight or you know do whatever you want then but not january not january yeah that, come that out and drink sense. with me <laughs> on my birthday <laughs> okay well kelly and uh, i think that's an open invitation uh, to kelly's birthday absolutely uh 25th birthday oh, oh so good it's so good <laughs> i remember it so good <laughs> okay i am now scrolling again stop okay episode well, this is quite quite a good one episode eight newbies to property oh, oh hey <laughs> me <laughs> Maybe we've covered this already. Discuss. <laughs> um, well, there's lots of us at the moment. I think what I'm what I'm finding is um, I've, I think I've always been a bit like in a box about what I do. Like in my head, I'm an agency owner, and that's that's what I do. And I can't kind of divulge from that. You know, I can't tell other people that I do other things because then they'll forget that I'm an agency owner. Actually, Joe, I read something that you put on LinkedIn a little while ago about being your whole self. Mm. and I think you were going on a podcast and you talked about you know I'm a property investor Mm. I'm a podcast host I'm a speaker I'm a Mm. trainer and I just thought yeah like what that what's wrong with putting all of those things out about you that you that you do so I've kind of started to talk a bit more about the property side of things now and not it's not like a little dirty secret that I've been Mm. keeping um but there are so many people that I'm meeting that are in the same position of us and and they they're relatively new to it but they've been doing it for a while but it's new because they're now talking about it publicly and they're making it a thing so it's really nice to see it feels like there's a lot of people at the same level of us that we're all kind of supporting each other progressing in it it's a thing because you're stepping into like a new profession and there's a transition that happens with that it's like a new hat that you're wearing but I think it's okay to say even though you are new that that is part of who you are and it's part of what you do and I think so many new investors that I speak to have this anxiety around it. it's like well actually I'm a you know an accountant or I'm a lawyer but I do property on the side well no 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 like you're 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 actually quashing that down it's become a huge part of your life you're doing it professionally so own it and build it into who you are because as human beings we're not one dimensional we are multiple things in our personality styles in our preferences and how we spend our time in our choices and so that's also true of your profession so yeah when you talk to people you know tell them what you do and and give it give it equal weight you know so yeah carry 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 it and own it yeah definitely i've and i have been in that mindset of well i don't want to give people mixed messages about what i do you know i still 
I still run my agency. It's still successful. I enjoy it. And I still want to kind of attract people to that as well. But yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm squashing the property stuff. Like you said, you know, I don't want to feel like it's this thing over here. Actually, Mm. it's a big part of what I'm doing now. I'm spending an awful lot of time on it. All of my weekends (laughs) are dedicated to it. I want to showcase it as well, you know. But yeah, it's just interesting that a lot of people that I hadn't really expected are kind of in property as well. So it's what makes you unique. So um, being your whole self is the thing that makes you unique because otherwise you're just another property investor. Mm. Um, So, and there are, you know, there are quite a lot of Instagram accounts and LinkedIn profiles of people who are property investors. Um, So yeah, make it your own. I'm I'm a piano playing property investor myself. Yeah, uh, I read this this morning. I didn't know that about you. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So it's not something I shy away from. It's something that I use and it's part of my... um, you know, whenever I'm speaking or teaching or training, it's, it's just part of my, my pitch for, for myself, you know, um, through the experiences of being a musician up, you know, in, from my teens and my 20s, um, which shaped me to be who I am in my 30s. And um, so I think that you know, that is your background, is your, you know, your experience, uh, and, and find the common thread that, fo- that follows you from, from your younger age, your young, younger uh, years through your teens your you know your uh, now into your 20s um to be able to uh <laughs> <laughs> into your 20s and, and early 30s uh which which have um, then drawn you through marketing and digital uh you know creating your agency being a business owner and then into property it's a natural progression mm. so i think to hide that would be untrue to yourself and that's the same for anyone that's listening um, yeah you know there's no need to hide it and, and i hear a lot of people saying oh i'll get in trouble with my with my boss or get in trouble with you know, this person i'll start losing clients well actually if you do it right you'll gain clients across the board so um uh, it's just that's giving it some thought and um finding that as i said that common thread that holds it all together ultimately that's you but fundamentally there, there will be something that you can talk about discuss that yeah that keeps it all unified yeah i love that yeah. cool let's do one i'm scrolling stop Okay, episode 21. Social housing? Oh. No, social property. Oh. What was that? Um, huh? I mean, did I, I we do that? Asked. Yeah, we did. Are you looking I at a different podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Tedge Talks. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, social media. Oh, what social we talking media. About? Oh. We've been talking about that, though, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. We've done a bit yeah, of social media. We have done we? about that. Let's, let's scroll let's again. Another one. Right. Okay. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I get a bit worried when Matt laughs. Fine. <laughs> yeah, most people do. Um, He's generally yeah, miserable. He's <laughs> normally telling me a nile off. He's normally telling us off. So yeah. Uh, episode twenty-three. Do you remember what this one is, Joe? No. Rent to rent. Oh, <laughs> Up. You have uh, um, Because most uh, people go, oh, we never forget when Helen Chorley came on, she went, I just hope I don't get rent to rent. And of course it came up. And she was like, don't know, got nothing to say, don't do it, no idea. <laughs> rent, yeah, rent, rent, I'm with Helen. Yep. Uh, I'm with Helen on that one. So just no don't idea. do it. Okay, got it. Right, next one. <laughs> next, okay. Uh, let's do one more. So I'm, gonna, I'm scrolling. Stop. Stop. Licensing, licensing, licensing. 
No, it's no, it's episode number two. Oh, tenant stories. So oh. Kelly, obviously you're um, doing your first foray into HMOs, but you've been a buy to let landlord for a little while. So I'm sure you've got some tenant stories that you can share. Oh, do you know what? I don't know. One. Oh, I, no. I, I know. They, they, can, is... they can be positive. Uh, we have got lovely tenants. Aww. We genuinely, we, we, we have had in, in, the, in the property that we have in Cambridge, we've only ever had two different tenants in there and they've both been incredible. I mean, one left the garden. I mean, the garden was a jungle when they left, but you know, if that's the worst thing that's going to happen, that's, that's fine, right? Um, yeah. No, they've been lovely. We've, they've all been long-term. Um, so you've not had to go through eviction processes or anything like no, that? No, nothing like that. I'm touching wood, obviously, because I'm sure at some point we'll all experience something like that. But mm. no, I, honestly, we've had really positive experiences, um, just lovely people. But maybe that, you know, that, if that goes back to what I said earlier about giving a shit, we give a shit about the houses. They stay longer. They're happier. We don't have any challenges like that. So mm. kind of comes a bit full circle. Come on, share. Someone's got a horror story, though, haven't they? Who wants to share? Oh, God, we've got so many. Actually, <laughs> yeah. on that episode, that's exactly what we went into. I mean, how, much, yeah. how much time have you got? <laughs> the, take home from, the take home from that episode was, was um, I'm just going to say it, was a, a student wanking at a wall and using it as target practice and then painting oh. over it with, um, uh, with, with like a gloss instead of using an emulsion and then having to explain it to my letting agent and their parents who then had to pay for a full repaint of the room because of what their, their um, you know, extracurricular activities of a night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So wow. For, that, for that and more, episode <laughs> number two, tenant stories. I'm going to so, listen to that one on my way to the office in a minute. Ellie, it's my favourite episode. It was I'm hoping so we're going to have a spike, in, a spike in listens yeah. uh, for that one. I'll be monitoring oh. that after your episode, Kelly. Yeah, okay. How high was it? I, did, I got so many questions. I know, right? <laughs> How good was his aim? <laughs> Apparently. Was, was there a bullseye? <laughs> Going around think, the stain. I think he was quite consistent. So, uh, this was above the headboard and he'd sort of deliberately... So he'd... Yeah. And, and, and I have to say also that this wasn't one of my properties, but my letting agent had been called in. It was, it was actually on uh, the, the same road of one of ours. And it, like he'd been doing, well, I won't do the action, but I, he'd been, he'd been, <laughs> sorry. But listeners, she's not doing an action right now. She might be. I might have been. Um, and yeah, he'd literally, I think there was just a whole section that he had completely and utterly um, stained. And so, and then had taken the white gloss to the wall and just created this shiny eggshelly mess that is mixed with you know bodily fluid and what a disaster and then run out because he'd found this pot of paint under the stairs that the landlord had and then was trying to explain it away and the thing is my letting agent didn't expect him to say anything he just went into full disclosure told him what he'd done um yeah a nightmare absolute nightmare so of course harry being harry i've got a really good relationship with him the first landlord he rings just because he had to tell somebody was like joe you're not gonna believe what's just happened like yeah i was like what (laughs) and to be honest he could have said anything he could have said i drew on the wall yes (laughs) He's covered it exactly. Why did he have to say it was semen? He just did not need to say that. Why? Uh, this but is he where oversharing gets you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. See? Yes. He said, it in, rain it in. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but I think he just felt so embarrassed, bless him, and was just, 
what he would have been what 20 ish so just young and <laughs> so close in age to me obviously five years younger. <laughs> yeah yeah you've yeah. You probably got friends that are of a, of a similar same. yeah yeah probably yeah. do the same <laughs> as well <laughs> <laughs> who knows what's going through everybody's heads right now <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! I was I think, not I think expecting probably... to talk about stuff like this today. Property jam. Yeah. This is what well, happens. You, see. you know, this is where we end up a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> we go into some very dark places. It's yeah. definitely my kind of place. <laughs> <laughs> it's the human side of property, right? Isn't it? it there's, yeah. there's bodily fluids involved. You can't lie. So yeah. you know, it happens. <laughs> well, on that note, I think I'm going to uh, round us up. Um, and say thank you so much for being with us, Kelly. It's been uh, amazing, amazing and enlightening. And I uh, hope that your property adventure continues to go um, to plan, and thank that all you. of your tenants um, are as are as nice as the ones um, that you give a shit about. And don't so wank. Ho- hopefully, give a shit about all of them. Yes, that, that they don't go on a wank. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kelly. So I'm going to say it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see See you on the next next episode. episode